In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. When the New Testament opens, we get a sense that God's chosen people, the nation of Israel, find themselves in a world that is without hope or joy. The nation has been occupied by the pagan Romans, who brought with them heavy taxes and false gods. To make matters worse, the Jewish leadership have abdicated their duty to care for God's people, and instead of tending to the sheep, they have sought social and political power and status above their duty to make God's people holy and set apart. As a result, the population of Israel do not know the peace of God. Jesus tells us in Matthew 23 that the Jewish leadership, quote, finds heavy burdens hard to bear and lays them on men's shoulders. But woe to you, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. With access to the kingdom of heaven blocked, it is no wonder that crowds and multitudes of pilgrims made the journey away from the burdens of Jerusalem out into the wilderness to see a strange man proclaiming that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Tired of a weary world, filled with burdens and anxieties, they turn to seek something better. Eventually, the Jewish leadership picked up on the ministry of St. John the Baptist. Curious of what was going on, they sent a delegation to ascertain the identity of this unauthorized teacher. The priests and Levites from Jerusalem asked St. John the Baptist, What are you then? Are you not Elijah? This is a reasonable question to ask for a few reasons. First, John the Baptist matches the description of Elijah from 2 Kings, a hairy man wearing a belt about his waist. Second, St. John the Baptist is conducting his ministry around the Jordan River, the same area where Elijah was taken up into heaven in his chariot of fire. Third, it was prophesied that Elijah would return to Israel. Quote, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. St. John the Baptist seems to hit on some key features of the ancient prophet. Although St. John does come in the spirit of Elijah, the Baptist chooses not to identify himself this way and says, I am not Elijah. There is another prophecy in the mind of the priests and Levites, a prophecy given by Moses way back in Deuteronomy 18. Moses, speaking for the Lord, says, quote, I will rise up from them, for them, a prophet like you from among their brethren, and will put my word in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. The Jerusalem delegation asks John, are you the prophet? The Baptist says no. In fact, John's gospel is careful to depict the prophet, that is, the one who speaks God's word as Jesus, the actual word of God. Finally, the Jewish delegation gives up and asks point blank, who are you? We may give an answer to those who sent us. The Baptist replies with a quote from the prophet Isaiah. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. 
This learned delegation would have known that the Baptist is referring to Isaiah chapter 40. Quote, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it. St. John identifies himself as the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And by identifying himself this way, he's also declaring that the glory of the Lord will soon be revealed to all. So what does it mean to make straight the way of the Lord? To make straight the way of the Lord is essentially an act of preparation, and it anticipates the coming of the Lord and the kingdom that the Lord is king of. St. John was leading this nationwide preparation for the coming of the Lord by calling the pilgrims to repentance so that Israel would have the capacity to receive Jesus. The word repent means to turn away from one thing and turn toward another. The action of repentance means we turn away from those things that keep us from God. And we turn toward the Lord and focus our lives around him. When we turn away the things that keep us from God, space is created in us. When we turn toward God, he's able to fill that space and enter into our lives. By calling these pilgrims to turn toward God, the Baptist was making straight the way of the Lord to enter into their lives. The Baptist was making straight the way of the Lord, to enter into the weary nation of Israel. In many ways, it feels like we live in a weary and overburdened world. Politicians, social media, advertisers, the news, the coronavirus, this pandemic, have all in some way bound heavy burdens and laid them on our shoulders. Under the pressure People, it seems, have by and large lost the ability to assume the best in others. The world has become more suspicious, more angry, more depressed, more anxious. We are told that if we can just get everyone to focus on the right social issue, if we can elect the right person, if we could just convince the other side of the truth, if we just make it through this pandemic, the world will be fixed and our anxieties will disappear. The truth is, anxiety was present in this world since the fateful day when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit. Focusing on the causes of anxiety will only create in us more anxiety. From the epistle, St. Paul writes, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God. Instead of dwelling on the things that bring us anxiety, we must bring these worries to God in constant and habitual prayer. Instead of worrying about that, about the things that we don't have, we must continually and habitually thank God for the things that we do have. Over time, Instead of automatically dwelling on the things that cause anxiety, 
we start to automatically dwell on God. Instead of worrying about the things we don't have, we begin to be thankful to God for his goodness and the provisions he has given us. What we have done is created space for God's Holy Spirit to enter into us. We have made straight the way of the Lord to enter into our lives and take these burdens from off our shoulders, to remove our anxieties, and to fill us with his peace. Once we turn to God in prayer, St. Paul tells us, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Just as focusing on our anxiety produces in us more anxiety, focusing on the Lord in prayer produces, produces in us the ability to stay focused on Christ. When we continually and habitually make straight the way of the Lord through prayer, the Lord will habitually and continually walk that path and will do everything else necessary to change our lives. Prayer is the most important thing we can do in any moment of life. Prayer gives us continued access to our Lord. Prayer gives us continued access to the peace of God. This world is in need of a church that prays without ceasing, because this world is in need of the peace of God. We must be the ones crying in the wilderness, so that those who are filled with burdens and anxieties may turn and find the Lord. Let us then make straight a way for our God, that he may come and with him bring peace to a weary world. When we continue in our habits of prayer, we learn to see the creation for what it is, as a gift to us from God. There is actually great beauty in this world. There is good all around us, and God wants us to enjoy the good things that he has given us. When we give thanks to God for the things we have, we're able to enjoy the creation in the right way, through the peace of God. Through this peace, and with thank- thankfulness, um, <clears throat> we're able to enjoy the creation as the foretaste of the life of the world that is to come. Advent provides us with a season where we concentrate on making straight the way of the Lord in our own lives. But Advent always gives way to Christmas. Christmas tide is a 12-day feast that gives us the opportunity and indeed the obligation to enjoy the good of the creation in the right way. St. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice, for the Lord is at hand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.